The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangent Egg Podcast. I'm Seth, and as always with me is Swoosh and Jonda. Hi. Hi. So, first up, we're going to... I swear to God, we don't do this on purpose. We don't. No, we are. We are out. actively doing this somehow. Magic. I, I, we must be willing it into existence at this point. We like we don't seek out to, to shit on Act Blizz, but they just keep handing us this fruit that we don't have to do anything with. Look, it's low hanging fruit, and we can't jump as high as we used to be able to. I look, man. Ang didn't take away my bending. Bastard. Uh, so the the first up. Diablo 4, it's being uh, quite accused and quite aptly of utilizing some further dark patterns in their UI design, this time particularly around the way season passes are claimed. So, if you bought the collector's edition, you got a season pass token, which could upgrade your season pass to the paid-for track. Okay. You could have claimed this on any season you wanted. It was not restricted to the first one, it was essentially a token for you to activate. Though they never said, like, they never stated in it that you could use it on any season. I, I just yeah. assumed that it was only for the first season. When I bought it, or when I got it, it was like, yeah. okay, I assume this is just for the first season. It's, that's all good. I didn't even think about using it for other ones, because I thought I'd play the first one and see how I like it. So most likely won't play the others otherwise. I'm guessing they were hoping people would think that. I think probably a lot of people did, yeah. but it did actually turn out to be a token. The thing is, though, if you go into the Season Pass section, it automatically highlights the Activate Token button. It's a one-click activate. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh that's that's a fuck you and a half. Like, not even a, so, are you sure you would like to use your token button? Nope. Oof. So if you just happen to hit enter twice, bam, your Season Pass is now claimed. Or if you press select and it takes a second to load... And you can guarantee it's going to load as soon as you hit that button again. You've just yeah. claimed. Yep. Definitely. That That's shitty. Come on, guys. Really? Like... And people, of course, put in support tickets. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Blizzard's like, get fucked. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right for them. Like, it's a dick move and a half. Like... Yeah. Because just they, they've already done so much dumb shit. You'd think they'd at least tighten it up for the, this point. Like, oh, okay, we fucked them up at the start. Maybe we'll do some good stuff and get them back on board. Nah, fuck you. Yeah, but yeah, pretty much. This from the company that produced Diablo Immortal. Like, yeah, what true. Did you really expect. Like, I think Diablo Immortal was them after that. Yeah, I, I think Diablo Immortal was them saying we're too big to fail, or at least yeah, tempting fate in that. It's way. at least the point where they took the mask off. Hmm. Yeah. No longer pretending to be customer friendly. It's just give us your money, fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. Good times. So, that happened. Mm. <laughs> and of course, the other one, which has been far more hilarious, has been the launch of Overwatch on Steam. <laughs> which has just been so many just corker reviews. It's, Most, all of them basically negative. It's like over yes. a thousand what did or something. What was going to happen? Yeah. I have no idea. Like, honestly, they've gotten so many overwhelmingly negative reviews now. Like, I think they've broken the record. Currently, it's overwhelmingly negative with 1,004... Uh, 1,000... Yeah, My words. 142,000 
220 reviews. Nice. And the comment section alone has been amazing. Oh, it, it, it is, like, these are probably, the, this is over the first page mm. of reviews, and these are probably my three favorite ones. Uh, there is a positive review, which is, I recommend the porn, not the game. <laughs> <laughs> porn so good, they made a game out of it. Nice. <laughs> and my absolute favorite one, I cried at the part where Reaper said, Bye, bye, bye. And locked the new heroes behind the battle pass and scrapped the the story. Truly a game of all time. <laughs> Thanks, Actlis. Oh, uh, you know your game's fucked when the porn has better storylines than your actual game. Yeah, I, it's it, it's absurd that like it's. We knew it was going to happen. All the people who've had problems with this fucking game mm. are now just like, oh, I can put put the review somewhere now. Oh, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, well, you, you gave them a thing- review process. This whole thing where they've produced a ver- like Overwatch 2, a game that didn't really need to be made after they screwed over the fucking single player base. Yeah. That they've never had anywhere to officially actually voice their complaints out in public. Like, normally it'll end up on Reddit or any other one of a yeah. thousand message boards that no one But really this is like at. a direct thing like, oh, yeah. on the store page. Like, fuck yes. Let yeah. people know how bad it is. Speak you, like say your piece about the actual game here it is yeah people are going I'm glad to do people that, are doing and it and a lot of people pissed off yeah yeah like rightly so to be honest like that i i really enjoyed overwatch when it first came out when it was you know before they started fucking around with it but then Back they fucked with it, it so a hard good pvp experience you can just mm. go in have some fun yeah you know mine the salt mines was great uh apart from that like now it's just toxic as hell and even before I quit, it was already toxic. It's like, I'm kind of done. I don't want to deal with these people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking at more of the, the fucking comments. <laughs> nice. Throw them out there, bud. And one of, them, one of them is, instead of wasting your time and money on this game, here's a recipe for a black forest cake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally just a cooking instructions for a cake. I fucking love Specifically, that. Specifically, it's the cake from Portal. Yeah. But... I, I love that. That is a class A fuck oh. you. Well, something that isn't a lie. Hey. <laughs> yeah. For once. No, no. Overwatch 2 is still a lie. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they've done anything they actually promised at this point. Like, maybe a couple of the maps are what they promised, but that's about it. Well, they did a few things the... they didn't promise, like more microtransactions, blocking shit they said mm. was going to be in the base game. Like, yeah. They, they may have done things that they promised, just not things they promised publicly, just things they promised mm. to investors and the marketing team. Yeah, they promised the shareholders this, therefore yeah. that's what's happening. Like, uh I'm literally, like, I've, like I said, I've been skimming through some of the reviews. I'm fi- this, this review section is turning into a cookbook. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just multiple people putting it in there. Yeah, yeah, lots of people are just like, yeah, this game sucks. Have this food recipe. <laughs> I like that. that. That's pretty good. Like, now someone needs to go and compile these into a recipe cookbook, and call it the "fuck Activision cookbook." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, please, someone do that. Fuck it, I'll do it. I'll make an online like book for it. Be fine. Because uh, yeah, I, I found like four recipes for food in their review section. I was skimming through them like later on tonight, see if I can find more. 
I mean, the first two ones were for that Black Forest cake and some Biscoff, and there's a couple Ooh. other ones I've seen. Biscoff is tasty. It's... Yeah, it is. You could call it uh, um, the Activision cookbook, How to Burn a Player Base. Oh, <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> I think we've got the name for this episode right there. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I would absolutely buy that. Yeah. yeah. Hell, I'd buy it even if Activision was the one who made it. Just to be like, look, this is what we think of you. Yeah. But the problem with that is they'd release it and it'd only be the cover. You'd have to buy each recipe as a DLC. They'll promise the first <laughs> 20 recipes, but at the end they're going to cancel them and you're going to have to buy them as a season pass and unlock them. Yeah, that, no, they'll be episodic. Yeah. One recipe each month. Yeah. And not even a whole recipe. Like, you don't get the cook times, you only get, like, the base ingredients. Yeah. You start with the base ingredients. To get anything higher, yes. that's the uh, premium package. Yeah, that, that's in the season pass, and it's only like towards the last 10 levels of it. You but only you get the cooking temperature skips. if you buy Overwatch. Yeah, you can buy <laughs> level skips. <laughs> oh, God. Is, is a recipe skip just me buying a cake? Yeah. They send you a cake. No, it's, um, <laughs> that would mean you actually get something. No, like, you get have to pay extra to skip raisins in the recipe. It's like, I don't want raisins. Like, Ooh. Five dollars, you don't have to use raisins. Uh, so, yeah, that's Overwatch 2 right now. The, the burning husk that is Overwatch it, 2. It Overwatch 2 is currently as better as a cookbook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sh- fucking shit. But, oh my God. but, like, speaking of bad reviews and everything, um, isn't there something happening with, like, Starfield already getting shit reviews from people? Despite uh, not being yeah. out yet, but like not every website is is scrupulous on like who can review things about a game, um, and sometimes people use it to like build hype. Yeah, um, you know, people's like, oh, this looks good, yada yada yada. These are things I think about the game. Mm. But of course, because a whole lot of people are really shitty, that it's now a Microsoft exclusive. It's going to be the Xbox and PC only. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the PlayStation fanboys. I'm just going to heavily imply it. Yeah. A bunch of people <laughs> are review bombing Starfield and it's not even out. It, hell, true, like, they sent code to people. Reviews don't even go live until the 31st. Yeah. Like, weird thing is, like, why are the reviews even active on a game that hasn't come out yet? Like, you'd think it's most like I said. websites would at least have that built in, unless they're really, really lazy. They probably function more, more like uh, message boards than um, ah yeah fair fair that would make sense than you know like Steam or something like that. But like, at least wait till the game is out before you start to review bomb it. But by the same token, like need... the, the mod page is open on Nexus mods for it. Like mm. you're not going to trust anything that's out that's on oh, that at the moment. Oh god no, like, trust nothing on you there. Can, you can almost guarantee the only thing beyond it is a, here's a Sony port. <laughs> uh, now the first things that pop up on Nexus are always the mods to kill children and nude mods that's all that pop up first yep. and add Thomas the Tank Engine ships mm. yeah he's Somewhere. actually become quite the mimetic meme these days every yeah. game on Nexus has a Thomas the Tank Engine thing and I find it hilarious that or Teletubbies in any zombie game that's terrible yeah. so what do you think the time to Thomas the Tank Engine ship in Starfield's gonna be ah uh, at least five minutes yeah i no. From the time people figure out how to mod the game, I'd say <clears throat> within a day. 
within a day there'll be a, at least a Thomas Tank Engine mod up. I, I wouldn't uh, hate a starship the- shaped like a train. That'd be fun. Given the way that the game is designed, where you can change all the parts around, I'm I'm talking like someone builds one in game, not mod it. Oh yeah, building oh, one in game. I give the game Thomas the tank engine. Yeah, yeah. I'd oh. say we need about an hour because I'd have to suffer through the tutorial like bullshit. Well, I, I mean, that's the follow up. Like, does this start a speedrun category? Oh <laughs> yes, Starfield first to Thomas. But we also oh. don't know if, like, as soon as you go to a spaceport, if you've got access to all of the components, or if you actually have to fly around and unlock components from different, like, from different companies, or whatever. Like, yeah, it can't be a shoddy Thomas. Unlock everything? No, it's got to be like a, a decent Thomas. Like we've already be a seen in the, in the promotional stuff for it. We've already had a an Optimus Prime, a sandwich ship. Like the, there's options <laughs> out there. Like yeah. So I'm curious if there's a if you have to go around and unlock these sort of components from from vanilla game is time more... to Thomas. That'd be a really interesting yeah. stat. I know, right? It's oh, kind of a God. weird, bizarre thing, and I'm like, I want this now for I, I kind no of, reason. I kind of want that as a speedrun category now, like, time to Thomas the Tank Engine. But that'd be great. Mm. Just I'm trying to do think a speed what other games could have a time to Thomas in it. Like, it, uh, like well, most a other Minecraft games don't... time to Thomas, or mm. the forest time to mm. Thomas? The forest would be the, the tricky one. I think the problem with a lot of that is they're not designed around creating something that looks like a vehicle or mm, functions. True. Because, um, like, I guess Thomas in Minecraft would just be coloured wool. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but you'd have but to make a like, survival thing where you can't just, like, OP in wool. You have to get a bunch of sheep. Die oh, of course. <laughs> um, and you'd have to give uh, a could- standard... Uh, standard Thomas the Tank Engine frame. You would have to, like, this is the, oh, yeah. the model you have oh, to make. A minimum yeah. block size. Like, a, a mm. minimum, oh, yeah. like, grid size. Yeah. Because mm. otherwise, a single, oh, a single blue the block is... That's, that's a Micro Thomas. <laughs> micro Thomas, Thomas, get minimalist. out. <laughs> <laughs> Although, speaking of, of a game getting chat on unnecessarily... Man, there's a lot of devs getting butthurt about Baldur's Gate 3. Which is fucking weird. Like, are they just butthurt because it's raised the bar and what that game should be? I think it's... Yes and no. Yeah. If you look at the kind of people who are bitching about it, I don't think they're seeing what the community's seeing. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm speaking for me right now, not everybody. But most people like me are like, okay, this is raising the bar... For people like EA. Mm. Yeah. For people like Blizz. Yeah. The triple A. You know, the triple A's who are like, oh, we're going to give them like no content, charge yeah. them out the wazoo, mm. go fuck the, yourself. The money yeah. printing presses are suddenly like, oh shit, we actually have to put proper content in a game. We can't mm. just print the money anymore? What is this? We have to buy the ink? Whereas a lot of these guys who are, who are getting grumpy about... Um, Baldur's Gate 3 and are tweeting about it are much smaller devs yeah and they're like don't consider this the new standard because we can't hit that shit I'm not expecting I don't expect you indie to do that at all you're not like, expecting a, well, an A or a double technically, A to, to hit that mark you're expecting a triple A to step up to it though yeah well I mean you can't really say the indie thing because Larian's an indie studio however you want to slice exactly. it that's, that's what I'm saying like A and double A devs like yeah. They've got their own niche, and this game yeah. falls squarely into double A at least, if not what triple yeah. A oh. fucking should be. 
Fuck yeah. Although, one could argue that Larian, over their course of the last three games they've made, have significantly raised the bar. Oh, yeah, mm. massively. Because uh, Divinity Original Sin 1 almost bankrupted their company. Yeah. Um, and if that hadn't sold well, we wouldn't have any of this. No. Yeah. Uh, they expanded to 150 people to do Divinity Original Sin 2, which was a significant step up from Divinity 1. Mm. And they went to 400 plus for Baldur's Gate 3. So they've grown as a company. I'm not expecting a 40-man team to crank out Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Get fucked. Yeah. Like, wasn't expecting it at all. But I'm very happy it, it did turn out the way it did. Oh, amazing narration. Mm. Looks beautiful. Runs butter smooth. Yeah. Wealth of content. I'm just digging not, more and more into this thing. And I'm loving it. And mm. shit hidden everywhere. Like... Oh, every yeah. square yeah. inch seems to have something hidden within it or a little bit more to look at or something to just do. to speak with animal skill alone has been like hilariously fun for yeah. my character and that's like, like just adds whole other layers to what you can do within mm. the game yeah hell um I've gotten quests from con- animals some content isn't even in there to like be content it's just in there for flavor yeah yeah like you can get an owlbear cub yeah I love him he's adorable it- it doesn't... Well, I don't have speak with animals, so I can't talk to it. But from what I understand, it doesn't really have a quest line attached to it. It's just like, hey, bro. Pretty much. Have an owlbear. <laughs> like, even talking to it, there's no real quest line attached to it. It's just like, I, you smell delicious, but I will not eat you because you are a friend. I'm like, thank you. That's very considerate. <laughs> yeah. It, so, it you know, that's I'm fucking away from my dope. PC. And, like, I haven't even had a chance yeah. to go and fight the goblins yet. Um, or yeah. do anything. And... I'm not going to get a chance to get back to my PC until almost the time the Starfield drops, which is going to yeah. really fucking suck because I'm seeing so much online. It's like, oh my god, I want to fucking play it, but no. I'm so keen for Starfield. Like, I want to play it all the times. Trying really hard to keep the hype train slow on that one. Yeah, I don't want to be too disappointed. I tried, but it's really hard. Like, but it's all my favorite thing- things. The useful thing for me, though, is, like, I get to look at it and go, that's looking really cool, super hanging out for that, mm. but I got Armored Core before it comes out. <laughs> that is true, actually. Armored Core comes out very soon. Well, I figure, uh, next worst week comes to worst, Monday even if Starfield drops and it's broken as fuck, you can always just step back to Baldur's Gate. Yeah. <laughs> Until yeah, it's pretty patched. much. <laughs> just like, we'll yeah, actually wait for the patch games bit. to step back to and not just have nothing <laughs> yeah for the first time in a while we have a overabundance of decent games to play through so we're not restricted to one big release that's come out mm. which well, is a good that thing. is that is unless you're a Sony fanboy in which case you just ha. stay with Baldur's Gate or Armored Core if it's on the PS5 or Final Fantasy 16 yeah, <laughs> yeah. go play your racism I mean, simulator actually like the the copy of Baldur's Gate's coming out quicker on PlayStation than Xbox. Yeah, so, you know, uh, it looks like the Sony Xbox fanboys version won't be until next year. Yeah, to be honest, the, if Sony fanboys want to complain, they can go and yell at Sony for once. It's quite funny. <laughs> All over Twitter, a lot of the the Sony fanboys have been piping up saying that Baldur's Gate's a timed PS5 exclusive. Like, well, it's mm. already on PC. No, it's not even it on PS5 yet, and they've already yeah. said no. We're just spending a bit more development time on the Xbox version. It's still coming the, out. It's no exclusivity there. The fact that they wanted to come out at the same. same time. Yeah. Like honestly, I play it with a controller um, on PC just because I want the movement for it. It's pretty good. 
If they yeah. want to improve on that, then fucking go for it. <laughs> I'm still sticking to my mouse and keyboard for that game, but I, I'll freely admit, even as a, a mouse and keyboard commander like I am, I and I've played so many isometrics, man. Mm. Like I've I've bought all the Pathfinder games. I've bought Solston. Um, I've I've played Baldur's Gate back in the day for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, even I'll admit that. Their controller implementation is rock solid. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And it makes it feel like a very different game, like almost oh, a definitely. different game entirely. Just for being the third person view, being able to run around in the world, just I love it. You can actually do that with mouse and keyboard. Really? Yeah, you just have to zoom the camera all the way in. Mm. Huh? Oh, I, I found the that. way you can do the um, on controller. You can zoom out far enough to make it the the top down map as well, which is good. Yeah, you can. Mm. Yeah, I know on the, the keyboard it's the O puts it to a, an overview like yeah. it's a straight top down. Like a grid vamp on an old yeah. D&D board. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. I, all I want though is like a sneak all button just a hotkey that means all my guys go to sneak instead of having to switch between them. You, are you using group commands? I have no idea how they function on the, play, on the controller so no. Okay, I don't know how they work on the controller either. There's actually a little button on the PC UI, which is Group Command. And if you have Group Command turned on, all you guys do everything at once. Ooh, I need to find that. And you can even break them into, like, uh, two groups of two, or three in one, or yeah. break yeah. up however you want. It makes life so much easier when your party's been split. Nice. Yeah, I, I found that part of the control, so it might be mingled in there. I'll check that later. I'm pretty sure at this point in Baldur's Gate I might owe a demon a favor <laughs> yeah I avoided that although I did get a hag oh no 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 I ran into the demon that's not what I'm talking about ah fun so like do you, do you care Jondo of like uh, minor spoilers I'll be, I'll be playing it one way or another it's not going to worry me at all there's still plenty more I don't know about the game so one yeah. little thing okay. ain't going to burn nothing so one of the, the, the goblin leaders is a priestess. Um, when I went to talk to her, she they, they recognize that you're a, you're a, they call it true soul. Yeah. Um, they, which are leaders within the, the absolute. Yeah. Um, and she, she wants to help you. And she, she gets you to go into a church area alone without your party. And you can have a whole bunch of dialogue with her and I'm pointing out like, oh, I've got a mind flayer uh, parasite and so do you and we have a whole conversation about it. Mm. Um, and eventually she's like, okay, I'm going to get the parasite out because that's some bullshit. You shouldn't have that in there. And she's like, here, drink this. And so I drink it and then I pass out. And then she chains me up in a, her own prison cell <laughs> because she wants her own private ithalid to, to eat people's brains. Yep. Um, and there's her and her big troll friend and I'm like I can't fight that that's too much damage because I don't know where my party is yeah. to get them to come to me so I'm just like okay I'm stuck alone annoyingly it turns out that I'm literally in a room behind the church that she had me in and I could have just had my entire party run in and kick the door in nice um but I'm like okay I can't do anything about this I'm getting options to like just break the chains because I'm a barbarian but I'm like, okay, I'll just hold my time, kind of wait, see if I can figure out a moment to make this in my favor. Yeah. And then randomly a person teleports in, slaughters her and her troll bodyguard, and it's like, 
don't get yourself killed again, and then pops out, and I'm like, fuck, I think I owe a demon a favor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's gonna come back to bite you later. It'll just be, yeah. Yeah, at some point, you're about to do something, like, hey, guy, you owe me. Which means, that means you get a fun, like, unique conversation option. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, and like, a friend of my, my housemate completed that whole section completely differently. Yeah. It's like, there's so many little options and variants that could cause things to happen. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's like, this is so fucking cool. And it's yeah. very much like a, a DM sitting there just throwing dice on a table, right? When some going to trigger. Oh, okay. You've got an 18 there. That means de- demon encounter. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not even finished with the game, but I'm already planning my second run. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm going through as a monk. It's going to be great. But, oh. Shock horror! We're still enjoying this from last week. Yeah, who'd have thought, right? <laughs> I've watched so much content of it. I'm just looking at it, going, "I oh. just want to play." And where it's... I'm at, it's got really shitty internet, and it's just yeah, can't stream it anywhere. I think I figured out why I'm still engaged with it because the ADHD brain like needs constant change or constant like simulation, and this game gives that. Like, yeah, there's always different ways of doing shit you can always go through again and again and again like that keeps the brain just like tracked on it it's really good and and like to me I really love it because there's a lot of um, strategy to maximizing your your outcomes mm. like the the one of the other leaders that I killed um, I couldn't see a way to get to them without triggering the guards mm. so all I did was go into the neighboring room that had most of the guards in it and had a little private brawl with all of them and killed them. Yeah. Close the door <laughs> so and suddenly went, no one can hear anything. It's great. So when I went back into the other room and was like, all right, I'm here to kill you, she, they call for guards and it's like, they're unknown. Yeah, we're going to kill them. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. So, guards, guards, come on. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's just you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, stuff like that. It feels really good to like think around the problem mm. and then come up with a solution. Yeah. Or to even just stumble across a solution. Like, just, okay, yeah, I need yeah. to do a thing. Oh, what's this thing over here? Oh, I'll do that. Oh, shit, yeah, that made life so much easier. Or so much friggin' harder. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. And I'm trying really hard to, to roll with those sort of consequences. Like, you know, seeing the swamp hag and having her pop my eye out and be like, oh, I'm now blind in one eye. Fucking yay. But, <laughs> um, intimidation bonus. Always work. Yeah, I know, right? Um, that I've actually found out what the opposite version of that is the quote unquote good option mm-hmm. in the goblin camp you can free a bard oh, and yeah, yeah. if you go back to camp and talk to him a bunch of times he'll eventually offer to try and get the ithalid out with a needle Yeah, and he'll pop your eye out <laughs> yeah but in that case he gives you a fake eye to put in which allows you to see any invisible people oh fair Interesting. So you get bonuses either way. I ended up killing him. I, I he annoyed the crap out of me. I haven't killed him yet. Um, but yeah, there, there's like there's pathways to different to getting similar outcomes, but like different rewards. Mm. So, like I because I already did the the swamp hag thing. I don't even have the option to let him try and take my eye out. Yeah. My character's like, no, no, no. I've only got one good eye left. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Can't do that. By the same token, there's. There's a hole to get it out. You don't have to lose another eye. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, so, you know, this, again, layers. It makes it interesting. Yeah. Like even yeah, my, that hag itself, I didn't actually do any stuff for her. 
Because um, I accidentally broke the illusion around that really early. Okay, yeah. Um, See the the pestilence swarm. Yeah. But no, it was like, there are so many other ways to do shit. Like, I'm, I'm keen to run through as an idiot character and see how far I get. <laughs> That's mostly the playthrough I've been doing. Yeah. My character is dumb as a brick. Yeah. But scary as hell. Most of the time, I, because I have good intimidate, um, I can, I get good bonuses on all my intimidation rolls. And because I'm a barbarian, when I do an intimidate roll, I get advantage. Yeah. So... I'm pretty much always like, oh, I have an intimidate option, and I just yell people to do what I want them to. <laughs> and it works so well. I mean, there's been characters that are, like, in authority positions. On, like, there was one, again, in the Goblin Camp, there's some dude, and he's like, he's got a whole pack of people, mm. and he's like, you, kiss my boots! And I'm like, no, you do it. <laughs> I have authority over you, I'm not doing that. <laughs> do it! <laughs> and then he kisses your boot, and it's just like, yeah, bitch. Oh, God, nice. Oh, good game, good game. But like, yeah. that's just character stuff. Yeah. That didn't even have an outcome. That was just a bit of fun. <laughs> like, just shits and giggles. Didn't impact the story in any major way. Well, at least that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, true. But, oh. <laughs> but that's just as good. Like, if I don't know what the outcome is, and I'm like, ooh, that might come back later, mm. that's just as interesting as it was just a character moment, because it was fun. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a big problem that a lot of Western... Uh, RPGs these days uh, are missing. Yeah, They're, they forget that like part of role playing games is just playing the role. It doesn't all have to contribute to the story. It doesn't have to move things forward. Sometimes a conversation is a conversation. Well, that's where yeah. like Fallout Four fell down for me. Their talking, their chat system, or their um, dialogue system was horrible compared to like Fallout New oh, Vegas, yeah. which had some funny as fuck shit in it. Especially when you mm. turn on Weird Wasteland, that had some great stuff running around. Oh, yeah. But, like, the whole thing of, um, in, uh, Fallout, uh, New Vegas, finding the guy who you can make the joke of, oh, man, I just pulled the pin on some guy's grenade, and you pulled the pin on his grenade as a dialogue option. He's like, ha! I'd love to see the look on that guy's face. You just back away and watch him explode. Like, <laughs> those kinds of fun things, like, they're missing in a lot of RPGs now. Yeah. Mm. Like the, silly e every stuff. word has to lead to something. There has to be a point to everything. Like they can't yeah. just have a an empty moment of just like this is just here for shits and giggles. That or the amount of ones who put in dialogue options that are not what you actually say. Yeah. That annoyed the shit out of me, where it's like, oh, you know, take this option and it comes out being way more hurtful than you can think like, no, that was meant to be playful banter. Like, what is this? Why have I now insulted this person's family? Mm. What what are we doing? Like, mm. I want to know what I'm getting into before I hit that button. Mm. But thankfully, like, Baldur's Gate does not have that issue. No. What I, think the only pro I think the only problem I've had with dialogue, and it, it's such a minor one, mm. I really wish it had tell me the DC checks before I do them. Mine does. No, like, mine will tell me, like, I have, like, a wisdom saving throw on this one. Mm. And I can determine if I have any pluses to it, but it won't tell me what my target number is. No. Yeah. Maybe that's something on the controller version, because that always shows the target above the dice for me. No, no, once I do it, it does. No, mine shows it oh, from yeah, the start. But before rolling, it doesn't. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, my point. Okay. Like, you see a dialogue option... Okay, so like an example, I was dealing with Shadowheart. Mm. Um, and I got two options because she was talking about whatever's going on with her hand. Yeah. And I had a persuade check and a wisdom check. And I have a plus in wisdom. Mm. 
So I'm like, I should probably do the wisdom check because it has bonuses on it. But it's a thing where I'm trying to invade her mind using the connection through the tadpoles. Yeah. So I know it's going to be more negative if I fail it. Mm. But I'm like, I have positives. It would probably be the better choice. Select it and then find out it's an 18 DC. And it's like, I'm never going to make this. Yeah. No, that's right. Now I get what you're saying now. And it's like, that's annoying. Because you can't back out of it. wouldn't either. have... No. Yeah. So I wouldn't have done that at all if I'd known that the DC was that high. I'd have, ri- I'd have rolled the persuasion because mm. if that <coughs> failed, it probably wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah. That makes sense. But, like, I think that's, like, the extent of my annoyance with the dialogue system is simply I don't get the DCs. The only issue I've had but... with the game so far is with the controller targeting specific items gets a bit iffy because you have to kind of scroll through them occasionally. Um, mm. So I keep going to talk to someone and they'll shift slightly. That I accidentally try and steal an apple and they get angry at me. It's like, I'm trying to uh, talk yeah. to this guy. Leave me alone. <laughs> Take the apple. You want to steal apples. Yeah. I, I did have some issues in that, <clears throat> that first area um, where all the druids are. Um, mm. There's that underground area with all the children. And I yeah. saved mm. one of them and I was told to go there and talk to this kid. But when I went to go down there and do it, the conversation just wouldn't trigger with this kid. And there ended up another kid didn't like me down there so they report him to the authorities like I meant to fucking be here for a quest I can't be anywhere yeah. else just this is fucking annoying and that's how yeah, half a few my of the party got arrested <laughs> yeah a few of the quests are a bit <laughs> shoddy at times like I've had a few that kind of linger around but there's no way to complete them um but uh, uh, that's something there, I missed entirely there is and it's dumb yeah. Chances are there is an item in your inventory that is related to that quest that you just haven't examined. Ah, uh, yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. I've had a couple of those now. Though there and, are yeah. like a big freaking patches coming out for it, like Yeah. Several hundred fixes. Uh, and mm. then one of the next updates for it um releases a whole slew of uh official modding tools for it. So Ooh, the, the modding nice. scene for this is going to go fucking gangbusters which oh I'm keen I'm quite ex- if it lets you add quests or do shit to it like you custom might- races give me custom races oh yeah. that's gonna be fun like you could run an entire D&D campaign within it if you were so inclined to fuck around and mod the entire thing yeah it wouldn't be that hard to be honest got a decent computer you can get through it yeah that'd be fun New yeah, D&D just, just only involves games. Just, just give me a map editor. I just want a fucking map editor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, once all the proper modding tools are out, someone's modding into Baldur's Gate 3, Baldur's Gate 1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, like, Baldur's Gate 1 will pop up somewhere, without a doubt. Then someone Which... will make Skyrim, uh, just because they can. <laughs> just, it's a spell that when you cast it on someone, they wake up in a cart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but we're, we're gonna make Skyrim and then when you cast this one spell it turns the entire game into oblivion and then when you cast this other spell it turns it all into Morrowind if you go deep enough you like, you break the you know the hold of the you know, thing we live in simulation that's what I was looking for brain function gooder you cast enough spells down and then you fight the ultimate boss of Todd Howard <coughs> yes just sitting on a throne of skulls uh, but no if, if you don't realise it from our conversation now buy the game it's good yeah, yeah, Do it's it. really good. I can't think of anyone I wouldn't recommend at least give it a go. Yeah. Um, there's, like, 
actually, like, that was actually one thing I wanted to point out. Um, this game is sold amazingly well. Mm. Like, it yeah. is absolutely killing it. Yeah. Completely DRM free. Yeah. yeah. Fucking great. And microtransaction free. Like, mm. once you yeah. buy the game, yeah. that's everything. Yeah. You're done. But, like, this launched day one on GOG, so if people just wanted to pirate, like all the developers say they do, they could have. Yeah. And they could have had a completely functional copy of the game very easily. And, and people still bought it yeah. in droves. Oh, and just and like so many massive droves. player counts. Like, I don't know what the current record yeah. is. Last I seen was like 875,000. Like, Jesus. Give me a minute, I will have there a is, quick squeezy. Every time I, I jump on the game, because uh, I'm using Steam, you just see, like, Steam pop-ups from, like, everyone else in my Steam list joining a game. It's like, oh, they're also playing this now. It's like, yes. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that in so long. And, like, that's play account just for a PC release. Like, that's yeah. that's just Steam, so that doesn't include GOG and wherever else you could access it from. Like, that it doesn't even include the consoles that haven't even been released yet. Like, this oh, is yeah, a definitely. massive game. And the best part is, like, they're working on so many big patches, like you said uh, before. When I finally get around to doing my second playthrough, the game will be completely different again. Yeah. Like, they'll fix a bunch of shit. Okay, how many people do you think are playing it right now while we're recording? Right this second, 800,000. Yeah. Too high. Ah, 500? 600. Still a little too high. 250. The, uh, as of 20 minutes ago, it's... Three hundred and ten thousand and fifty-seven players. That is not it's a number. Still not bad. That's pretty good, considering they're I mean, only expecting a hundred thousand players at all. And but I mean, like the peak in the last twenty-four hours is still over six hundred thousand, yeah. and its all-time peak is almost nine hundred. Mm. Yeah, and things like they only expected a hundred thousand people, but their servers didn't die. They did the proper thing and had extras on yeah. hand just in case. Like this entire yeah. launch of a very anticipated game has been handled but, so fucking well. Like it's been anticipated to a point, but like it's still a small dev, and it's well. There's a there's a reason Laren was only expecting a hundred thousand people. Mm. They figured it just appealed to the niche of people who yeah. support their studio. Yeah, they never thought it'd go this fucking crazy. No, this isn't like an, a normal game genre that hits the mainstream like this like normally it's yeah. a side release that again you only hit yeah you might hit a hundred thousand players this has just mm. gone absolutely unexpectedly massive fucking yeah yeah like weirdly enough i think we can thank covid for that since a lot of people got into gaming from the pandemic but even then larian still hadn't broken out not like this yeah no. true. this this is an insane thing for them yeah it's a great thing because hopefully this will push them up to the next grade and we might start but, getting competitors who can take on the triple A's but even like their massive step from like Divinity and into Divinity 2 like that mm. was leaps and bounds massively oh, and yeah. then oh, even yeah. from Divinity 2 to this is like a massive leap again and to mm. actually put themselves on the map like this like whatever they do next is going to be highly anticipated whatever the, the genre yeah. is going to be for it particularly if it's like along this same wheelhouse yeah yeah 100% as long as it, they don't fall down that fucking trap where I say oh we're going to start putting in microtransactions we'll start doing this stuff as long as they steer away from that and maintain so what they're doing so their CEO yeah like companies have tried to get him to, to sell yeah 
big ones like EA. Yeah, they they want to buy this. Thing. Um, and he has stated he still has many years left in the industry, and he has no intention of doing any of that shit. Fucking a, we need more of him. Yeah. Can we clone him See, and give them each their own separate company? <laughs> See, what would fuck them is if they brought in someone else from another company to help mm. production or something else. So brought in yeah. someone from EA or Activision or one of those other big ones that oh we can help you do your game they yeah. will absolutely mm. fuck it yeah definitely yeah. hopefully he's smart they enough to they need to stay indie and they need to keep absolutely killing it after yeah. this can you really Even call them indie like they've stepped technically yeah because they are independent yeah true <laughs> I suppose yeah by the technical definition of what an indie is they're an indie <laughs> They're, Which I'm they're okay with. Right in the fucking top tier of indie, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're absolutely. They are leading the charge. Let's put yeah. it that mm. way. Like, they are the gold class, and everything else falls a little yeah. bit further well, behind. The, they've bred some fresh air back into gaming that was ah. sorely fucking oh, needed. Yeah. They, they brought a game oh. that was clearly made by people who loved what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. Like, there is a soul to this game that's been missing from a lot of games for a while. Oh, yeah. Everything's I think that's corporate shit. That's helped their games across all of the divinities. I think that's what drew me the most to them. They felt like someone gave a shit. Yeah. Um, like, the, the fact that you were enjoying those um, Animal Quests so much, mm. they played with those in the first Divinity game. Yeah. And they were a little lighter back then, but they were playing with it back then, and they clearly thought it was a cool idea, and they iterated it on. Divinity 2 and then they've come into Baldur's Gate 3 and been like let's fucking go yeah yeah. they found shit they like and they've just kept iterating on it and getting better and mm. better and better um, the thing that's particularly interesting is Larian actually wanted to do Baldur's Gate 3 at the start yeah <coughs> but um, uh, Wizards said they weren't experienced enough uh, yeah uh, because they'd only done Divinity 1 at that point hmm <laughs> um, and Wizard was like, no, nah, no, nah, you're not experienced enough in the industry to, to do a bold skate game. And then when they did Divinity Original Sin 2... <coughs> oh, fuck. We're all dying. <coughs> it's yeah. pretty fun. Who needs lungs? Oh, boy. I don't know where that came from. Fuck. Your lungs, likely. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm not sure. I can't actually see in there to tell if they're still in that there. That is true. That's very hard to see where it comes from. Um, so, uh... Once they put out, uh, I think it was a, uh, the prelim for Divinity Original Sin 2, mm. Wizards was like, uh, hey, uh, Larry, do you still kind of want to do that Baldur's Gate 3 game? Because uh, we think you can do it now. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Well, so they basically pat they built their resume to make this game. Yeah. And they hit it out the fucking park. Like, well fucking done to them. Yeah. But from this point... From this point, they could pretty much write their own ticket. If there was any other TTRPG yeah. mm. game that wanted to do a game in this style, this is oh, the, yeah. the company to hit up say, hey, look, we've got... We should just send Savage Worlds a, a fucking letter. <laughs> just like, contact the guys who make Savage Worlds. Like, hey, guys, maybe contact this group and get them to make something for Savage Worlds, please. <laughs> That'd be great. Can you imagine the... Um, oh, brain will function in a second. The superhero one. Necessary Evil. Necessary Evil. Imagine that as this level of game. Would that not be oh, great? That would be amazing. Be fucking that great. Would be absolutely tits. I would love it. Uh, but it is technically book week. We should probably jump to that at some point soon. So I got two things before we jump onto book. Ah, cool. Just want to squeeze two little things in because I've got to gush about two things that happened in the last week that I'm super happy about. 
Uh, one of them is we got the official announcement that they're doing Titan Quest 2. Yes! Titan Quest is one of my all-time favorite hack and slash action RPGs. If you are feeling really salty about Diablo, go play Titan Quest. You can get... Like, do they you, have the entire bucket armor again? What? Like, Titan Quest 1 had bucket armor. It was low-tier armor, which was a bucket helm and a bu like, like a barrel oh, yeah. chest and yeah. everything. It was I mean, fucking great. I don't know if the new one's going to have it. Fucking better. Um, bucket helm for life. <laughs> I know. But, like, they, they embrace silly shit yeah. like that. Um, which I always appreciated. Mm. Um, if something will freaking load, I can tell you how much Titan Quest is to just buy right now, but nothing seems to want to fucking It's pretty right cheap now. on GOG, I'm pretty sure. Like, I was trying to open up GOG, but it's not giving me the freaking... Um, Last I saw, it was between like 20 to 30 bucks Australian. Uh, let's see how much it is on Steam. It's probably like 15 bucks for everyone else. Uh, Titan Quest Anniversary Edition. Uh, the base game is twenty-eight bucks. I bet. Or you can get, um, I think the whole game. Like I think all of Titan Quest is about eighty bucks for it, and every expansion that's come out since then. There's a decent amount of expansions, wasn't it? Like <coughs> three or four. Uh, two made by the original studio. Yeah. And when it got shepherded by THQ Nordic. Uh, they released three more. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty easy to get a hold of a copy of it if you really want to. Pretty keen. It's pretty cheap. Love that game. Um, and if you want something a little more newer than that, Grim Dawn was made by the same devs. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, those are excellent. And we're finally getting a sequel. I am so hyped. <coughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm sick. What's gonna be good? Why am I dying all of a sudden? What the fuck? We're all dying. It's fine. Just that some people are dying faster than others. Oh, can I not do it while I'm trying to record an audio podcast? No. Nah. <laughs> um, and the other one, which I'm pretty sure I'm literally the only person who gives a shit about this even happened, is because QuakeCon was last week. They released an updated, enhanced version of Quake Two. Ooh, on the new Unreal Engine? No, ah. they just enhanced the original, but it looks amazing. Nice, That's like fair. it looks pretty contemporary with current boomer shooters. Like we had some good times on Quake <laughs> back at uni. It was good. Um, that, so they they remastered the entire game, uh, all the original expansion packs, put out an entire new expansion pack, mm. um, and. Uh, Anyone who owned original Quake 2 got the enhanced edition for free. Nice. Nice. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So I've spent the last week playing a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Because I am a giant nerd for, for Quake 2. I don't know why there's something like, about that game that just... Our generation went through like high school and uni with playing Quake 2 because every school computer had Quake on it. No, no, Quake 3. Ah, yeah, Quake 3, yeah, sorry. But every, like, every school computer, I swear, had Quake on it somewhere. Like, hidden <laughs> deep in the background by the IT guys. Well, it's because, like, Quake 3 Arena's demo was free. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty easy to find. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, just wanted to hit those two things before we jumped into book, because uh, I'm pretty keen to hear what uh, Swoosh and Jondo have to say about one of my favorite series. Yeah. Yeah, no. I I've... 
actually read the book before and listening to it was an entirely different experience. I loved it. Fucking great book. So, we're talking about book one of the Saga of Seven Sons, Hidden Empire. Mm. Uh, This was our book for the month. This was my pick. I personally really love this series. Would highly recommend anyone, if you want an actual really good example of space Mm -hmm. opera, this is it. Yeah. It's a good seven book set. There is a follow-up set of three, but I don't think they're quite as good. Mm. They mostly just pick up on some loose plot threads from this that I don't think anyone really needed picked up. That's fair. But, you know, they exist if you really want to, to round out the absolute totality of the plot. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the seven book set is perfectly serviceable all on the time. Mm. It is good. So, I can't say enough good stuff about it because I've bought the book series like four times for my mom and myself and I eventually have it in nice large print on my bookshelf. Yeah. Um... I'm gonna throw it over to these two. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this universe. Most like I love the different factions of humans a lot because that is what we do. We splinter off and we adapt to whatever environment we're in. Like the um, the green priests uh, off in their corner, like we have like instant communication, like neat. And the fact they leverage that properly, like is it no yeah. one dependent? Like, ah, but we're the big scary Earth forces. Like, all right, you can kill us, but then you don't have any green priests. Fuck you. Yeah. To actually have a, another force that has some form of power that's in a different form to a, another human force yeah. without it just being direct fucking conflict and just to yeah. watch the, the manoeuvring around that like, oh, this person's trying to screw this person into this position to yeah change all of this. Like, without just being, uh, okay, we've loaded guns on the ship, let's just roll on out. Or I still have... I l- the Romas are my favourite, I swear yeah. to God fucking great because everyone everyone forgets about them or underestimates them until they turn up with like the fastest best ships like fuck you we've been in the background making sure we did this well like to to have the Romas as a faction without them being straight out uh, rebels or yes. trying to overthrow mm. like actually have them as a faction that we just want to do our own shit like we just want to trade yeah. and be out and do our own thing we don't want to be under your boot just rack off yeah absolutely and just even then, like the stuff they do is always like experimental yeah. and new and weird. But, like, like it in has the first to be. book, there's like, yeah, the the every other human faction is very much like we've got our shit sorted out. Like we've mm. we've got multiple planets. We're doing this. The Romans are only in shit in long was ways away. Yeah, I I just really like the way that the Romans came about when they were like chucking along in their um their what was it the uh, the ship they're on the um, brain function. No, it's dead. Uh, when they fire, like, reach a point where it's like they're low on like, stuff, it's like, ah, we can't keep going as we are. We need to stop by this asteroid belt, and we need to power up and get some stuff and get some more water. So they do. And a bunch of them are like, you know, we could just stay here, you know, hollow out a couple of asteroids and, and live there yeah. quite happily. It's like, And the other one's like, you know what? Sure, we're, we're overcrowded on here. We'll hang around for a year or so to make sure you don't die, uh, and then we'll chuff off. And they do. And they just sprinkled Roma, like, colonies around that way. Yeah. I love that. Like, having to develop new technology <coughs> simply because they have to, like, just, there's yeah. a necessity for it. it. It's still, like, an evolving population. Because their entire thing is they don't want to be um, under the thumb of the EDF, which they refer to yeah. as the big goose, which I yeah. love, because the EDF yeah. ships <laughs> look like giant geese um, at one point. It's like, oh, they're meant to look like eagles. Like, that's a goose, man. Nah, we're calling you the goose yeah. now. Um, so they've dropped has like habitation onto like frozen worlds in the 
first book, there's a guy theorizing they could make a colony on a Mercury-like planet just to get the, the uh, molten metals and stuff from them. Yeah. Like, holy shit, I love these guys. Like, so many of these, like, they could have broken the tropes <coughs> up and had their own whole book series. Like, the fact they're all yeah. thrown in together and how they're all tied in together, I just absolutely mm. loved. And the, um... I forgot the name of the robots. Like, from the get-go, I thought, something's <coughs> gonna fuck oh, up the, with these. The clickers the, robots. The, yeah, yeah, clickers the robots. Clickers. Like, from the get-go, it's like, these things are just roaming around. Like, they reminded me very much of the, um... The the critters in the Mass Effect games that were all over the Citadel yeah. it's like they're going to screw something up here the like, keepers they're yeah. just yeah they're too far into everything and being completely ignored like yeah what's their story and then as you go through you get right towards the end it's like oh shit I've seen this coming yeah yeah that was a fun little twist at the end um, but then there's like the uh, who are the other aliens the um, the Ildurin Ildurin I do like the like their little arc in the first one like mm. when you find out towards the end it's like oh yeah we've just been secretly interbreeding humans with our people to see if we can get some weird hybrids yeah like, okay interesting and that yeah. I'm assuming gets even worse towards like the second and third books because yeah well it, I'm assuming it gets worse but the point that it's already happened in this first yeah. book and he just doesn't know it I guess <clears throat> yeah yeah well, it's also the fact that they keep mentioning a generation ship. That was what I was looking for. Hmm. They keep mentioning yeah, a, a generation ship. Yeah. Yeah, just disappeared. I'm assuming that's where they got a bunch of humans to start crossbreeding with. <laughs> but, ah, oh, we'll just take this one. They'll, they won't miss that one. But, ah, oh, like, great series. I'm enjoying it. The whole thing of, like, suddenly these things are coming <laughs> out of gas drains and destroying yes. everything. What is causing all of this? just after you've turned a gas giant into a sun like it takes them a very long that, time to realize that like, like two thirds of the book before someone else tells them yeah no one else seems to put two and two together like until like two thirds in it's like, like that even... should be a pretty simple reason guys you saw these things eject from that gas giant you were lighting on fire and then they came back and blew you up what do you think might have caused this yeah not just, just it EDF, was just a EDF test we, we were just we were just testing something like these aliens we can't communicate with why don't they just yeah. know that like god fucking yeah. damn it's also like the um, Ildurans mentioned that like we won't end up <laughs> like the clickers did it's like alright yeah. cool and they found this clickers torch which did this so you have essentially done the exact same things that they did to start the end of their civilization congratulations yeah. humanity we're, we're fucked now good luck and yeah oh. um, I really want to know more like because it's yeah. obvious like there's the these the aliens in the in the gas giants in the clickers robot like there's already a triangle there how did they get mm. the robots that were made in their in the image of their creators to turn on them like yeah they already state in there that, that uh, oh you can't hum your, you can't harm your creators you can't harm like you can't think for yourself like you don't know how controlled you are hmm. it's like they were either reprogrammed to have free will or the clickers were just fucking dumb and didn't have Isaac Asimov <laughs> it could be both you'll have to read the rest of the books to find I will out. I've, I've <laughs> already bought several have. other ones <laughs> same I've already grabbed a couple um, just so I can like keep going because it is a very interesting uh, thing to listen to 
Yeah. It's very dense when reading, I found. Like, reading through that much lore can get a bit distracting. Oh, yeah. Um, like, but I, listening I to it... I could do two things at once, listen to this book. Like, yeah. normally listening to a book, I can do my job, or do stuff around the house, or troll the internet, or play a game. I could not do that hmm. with this. I yeah. either had to sit back and listen to this book, or do something else. Like, yeah. I may as well have had it as a physical book in front of me and just sunk myself into that and yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it oh it's a great so series. many times I, I was trying to do something cool. and listening to it and it's like oh shit I need to go back five minutes hang on what the fuck happened here and yeah, yeah. just so good but definitely worth like reading or listening to I'm already getting the extra books from it and they're going to be my between books uh, series yeah. at the moment yeah. whilst I, I wait for more He Who Fights for Monsters and other things to come out <laughs> if I didn't already have like four books coming out of pre-order <laughs> sitting in my back catalogue yeah. I'd be very much sunk into the second book of this <laughs> and mm. I've already bought the second and third book of it and they're now waiting on my back catalogue for once I've gone through my current list I'll be back into the, the churn like this is one of those things where I would love to talk more about it but I do not want to spoil things for, for people with it yeah because it's it's such a fun way you go through and you find things out as it rolls through it's done properly like an actual yeah. space opera like Seth says um, and it flows really well apart from the fact that as an outsider you sit there going no it's because of this pay attention to this one yeah. detail <laughs> um, yeah but you'd be surprised how often with this series that you'll be like no it's this and then the book's like mm -hmm, you don't know yeah I'm <laughs> expecting the book will slap me around for thinking I know better than it uh, which, fair. But, uh, that reminds me, whose turn was it to pick the next one? That would be me, I believe. Yeah! Yes, yeah. Alright. So, <laughs> I've gone a book that I've started the series before, and I've recommended elsewhere, but neither of you have read it, so hmm. now it's on you. Um, it's, uh, Red Rising, and, um, trying to remember the author but it's gone straight by out of Pierce Brown Pierce Brown's pretty good that's it yes Pierce Brown <laughs> um yeah and I'll, I'll read through the summary and we'll go from there uh yeah. Darrow is a red a member of the lowest caste in the color-coded society of the future like his fellow reds he works all day believing that he and his people are making the surface of Mars a livable future to generations yet he spends his life willingly knowing that his blood and sweat will one day result in a better world for his children but Darrow and his kind have been betrayed soon as he discovers that humanity reached the surface generations ago vast cities and sprawling parks spread across the planet Darrow and Reds like him and nothing more than slaves to a decadent ruling class uh, inspired by a longing for justice and driven by the memory of lost love Darrow sacrifices everything to infiltrate the legendary institute a proven ground for the dominant gold cast uh, <coughs> where the, the next generation of humanity's overlords struggle for power he'll be forced to that compete like for his life and the very future of civilization against the best and most brutal of society's ruling class there he will stop at nothing to bring down his enemies even if it means he has to become one of to do so that sounds yeah. like fun I'm keen for this yeah it reminds me of a um, a Stargate episode maybe like the Stargate episode was based off it because um, there was a episode where there's a like the team are like get their minds wiped and thrown into like this massive boiler room it's like oh you must keep everything going down here so that the top world doesn't freeze 
Yeah. It's a great sacrifice. And then you find out the top class don't even need the heat coming from <laughs> them. They have their own power supplies to do shit now. Yeah. Um, they're just doing it because they don't want them up top. Yeah. So, yeah, no, fair. But uh, this is uh, a six book complete series that has an ending. It's all tied up in a little bow. <clears throat> I've listened to it and no. it's it's good. I've enjoyed it. It reminds me of something and I can't remember exactly what the other series is that it reminds me of. And it's going to annoy the shit yeah. out of me. Because I have no doubt that you'll listen to it and go, this is very much like this. No. Yep. That will end up in the same boat. Of us, all three of us in like an episode going, what does this remind us of? I mean, I hate saying it, but like looking at the covers of all the series, it's like, God, this looks like Hunger Games. Yeah, like, uh, what was the one? Divergent was the other one? Oh, yeah, Divergent, Divergent. was the one when I heard about the colored casting. Yeah. It just reminds me of, like, uh, school back in, like, the day. It's like, oh, you're part of Red House. It's like... Hmm, this is just the extrapolation of that. <laughs> Fucking blue team. But, uh, no, I'm keen for this. It sounds pretty fun. But yeah, that's a, a good little sci-fi. I enjoyed it. Mm. Hell yeah. And it's part of Audible Plus, so uh, if you happen yeah. to be subscribed, you don't even have to pay. It's free. No. I like free things. See, I like free things, but I'm hanging out more for books that I'm going to pay for, because, like, Stray Cat Struts, like, next month. Oh, nice. Oh, Keen it's, for that. It's already in my uh, wish listing catalogue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you give me a second, I didn't think we're getting that this early. Like, I thought it was going to be another, like, few months. Um, Stray Cat Strut book four is the 12th or the 9th. Nice. I mean, like, it's so the same, um, not the same service, but the same kind of website that uh, He Who Fights the Monsters is on. So they do, like, churning uh, chapters. Royal Road. Royal Road, that's mm. the one. So they, they churn through yeah. those, like, on a monthly basis anyway, so there's already a backlog yeah. for them. You can go, go and read uh, He Who Fights With Monsters, I think, almost a full book in advance. Yeah. See, I don't want to because I really, really like the guy they have doing yeah. all the Me too. narration. I really yeah. like and, it. Uh, so good. The book on there before it's published, though it's pre-published, so it hasn't been completely edited. It's just... Yeah. The author throws a chapter down here or <clears throat> throws down a couple of pages and it's just hmm. every other week it gets built on. But it's not yeah. a finished product. You can jump ahead, but by the time it actually gets to being published, it may be a little different. Yeah, which is great. Um, uh, he Who Fights With Monsters is 28th of the 11th, by the way. Ooh, that'd be good. I'm keen for that. Uh, but before we like disappear, any more things to say about this once book, Dan? I know you had a lot of things you want to say about it. Which one, sorry? Uh, this month's book. Oh, the one we just read. Um, saga. Oh, Hidden Empire. It, yeah, there was just so much in it, I couldn't focus on anything else. I sunk myself <laughs> right into this, and I absolutely mm. loved it. Yeah. I, I consider that an achievement. <laughs> very, very much so. Like, I've gone through, and I've already bought several books in the series, so they're, as soon as I've churned through my current pre-order list that I'm running through, I'll be sunk into that and then I'll be absolutely useless because I can't do anything while I'm listening to these I need to focus on it this becomes the world yeah like I can tell you there is a plot line I won't tell you what it is that is set up in book one whose payoff happens in book six yeah. <laughs> why why would they do this to us those monsters well look like I said I'm not telling you what it is because it's a really cool surprise yes yeah. but like, I was reading the books, and I wasn't even thinking about it when I got to book six, and I'm like, ah, fuck! Nice. Well, it's one of those things, like, um, like, the, the, the Saga of Seven Sons is the 
Idirin uh, saga, essentially. So they've been writing well, the story from their entire history or history of, or history of yeah. the universe as they've seen, as they've lived it. Yeah, because yeah. they believe the entire universe is a story um, for their people. So they just go through it that way. Mm. But I like their the way they built them because they have that thism thing where they can communicate across fast yeah. distances and they're all like a hive mind but independent mm. in a way, um, which is great. But they're also terrified of the dark because they have seven suns in their sky. They have never seen night, like as a species. They have, and they have actually have a mythos. I don't know if they talk about it in the first book, mm. um, but they have it. There's like a whole boogeyman race uh, based around a cataclysmic event that happened in the history. Oh yeah, um, they mentioned to do that. With shadow people. Yeah, they they mentioned that as um, you know, it's ah, oh, that's just a, a child, a children's tale, not to be taken literally. Mm. Um, I mean it's all ancient history for them at that point yeah but like you know there is some background for it for like they have problems with the dark yeah (laughs) but it's like the whole thing of like they've been a stagnant species for like millennia essentially Uh, but they've always maintained a massive uh, navy like a solar navy which has never been used and they they eventually show why but we won't spoil that here for you but yeah, no. Like, they've been constantly building this, despite it only being parades and that kind of stuff. For, like, God knows how long. Mm. But interesting races, There's, I really like it. And their, their whole thing is, like, their, their cheeks change colours. So mm. if you actually know how to read the colours, you can actually just sound a lot more information from them than they can from humans, and they think it's weird that humans only do one. They turn red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And meanwhile, like, Earth is basically controlled by a bunch of corporations who decided to put a king in charge, so no one realized or paid attention to the fact that corporations ran everything. So the Hansa are just a massive conglomerate. Um, But they're all behind the nice shiny face of a fake king. So, like, all through the first book, they just kidnap some kid. And it's like, hey, you're the prince now. After murdering his entire family, including a possible loose end of a father who ran away to a different planet changed his name, married someone else, and changed religions. Like, ah, we'll kill him too. The, that whole thing of the the, the previous king, like, we change his mm. face and he goes and has a great life on another planet. Oh, that's yeah. just sending the dog off to the farm. Like, that's... Yeah. I very that, much that's doubt that is. person lives another fucking day beyond that point. Like, I don't think... Like, after the first book, you, like, you get the feeling the Hansa would not let anyone with any kind of insider information... No. ...leave. Like... I really like, um... Basil as the um, the, the chairman. Yeah, I, I like his character. He's pretty fun. He's just fucking good in that role of like, you know, I know a little. I I know just a bit enough more than you mm. that you can't fuck with me, and I can end you. Yeah, he does a yeah, it's so good. It's a perfect rendition of it. Like I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm keen for more. Oh, have there. they done the thing with the? I don't. Remember, I don't know if they do it in the first book. Uh, Does the king have a wife yet? Uh, no. He had no. a wife who passed away. No, the like the new prince. They've said they they'll need to find a, a partner for him or a new yeah. queen. But yeah, that hasn't happened in the first. Okay, I'm, so like just to show you something that that Basil does. It, it's in a later book, mm. and it's a it's a side thing. Um, he does get a wife, mm. and one of the things that the, that she loves is that there are dolphins in the pools in the castle. Yeah. There's one point where they defy him, so he has them all slaughtered. Ah, uh, yeah, they'll do it. <laughs> yeah. 
So they just come down to the pool and it's just full of dead dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> I would not surprise yeah, me because like the the young the young prince mentions he wanted to see a dolphin. Suddenly they appear in the pool. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's a point where to make a point yeah. that Basil's in control. He just kills them. Yeah, and the whole thing of like Basil has been like wooing one of the princesses of Therok, the tree planet. Yeah, um, just so he can try and get a hands on more green priests. It's like, nah, yeah, yeah. I, I will do whatever I need to to get a hand on more of these things. We need more of them in the navy. But yeah, I I love his way of doing shit. It's fucking great. Yeah, it. He, he's a and he's one of those like feels like necessary evil type villains. Yeah. Like, if you want to keep something as complicated as the Hansa going, you're going to need a guy like Basil. Yeah, you're going to need a guy who's oh, yeah. willing to get his hands dirty. Yeah, like, you need a ruthless person at the top to mm. be able to drive what you need done. Like, they always mention that he and the current king, uh, Frederick, I think? Yeah. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, they came... That was to- the previous one? Yeah, like, they... He's still the king in the first book. Um, yeah. But he like, they went up through the ranks together. Like, he was tutoring under the original king, and Basil was mm. tutoring under the chairman. Uh, and they've been great friends for like, so long. And then there's a scene in the first book where they're talking about his retirement. Mm. And it's like, I trust you like to do everything. And that was like, ooh, buddy. Yeah. Buddy, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That That's just trusting your executioner right there. <laughs> yeah. Fucking great book. I really enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad you guys did mm. because I love trying to get people to read this series because if they do and they re- they honestly read the book I haven't had a single person say I'm not reading the rest of it yeah so yeah. like now with this month we're listening to a book that Dan's like read before but we haven't so next time I'm gonna have to find a book that I've read that you guys haven't and just see what happens <laughs> and then it's back to Halloween and I get to make you guys read a fucked up book again yay <laughs> the last yay. fucked up book was fun apart yeah, from that first story to- I'm actually trying to decide which fucked up book I want to do for October. Nice. Um, <laughs> because I've got two on the on the slate. One's another anthology, and the other one's just a really weird book. Nice. Um, although they're both by the same author, so... Yeah, fair. Um, Look, as long as there's not another scene of a guy getting, like, his intestines ripped out by a pool thing... How about a guy sitting butt naked in a convenience store getting jacked off by a centipede? I mean, weird, but okay. Whatever tickets are fancy, <laughs> bud. Shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm still trying to decide for October, but, you know. We'll get i got there. two books i got to get through before <laughs> i got to make my decision. Yeah. you got time. <laughs> Alright, well, we're well out past now, so I think we'll wrap things up for this week. Excellent. Yep. Y'all have a good one. Enjoy. See ya. Mm-hmm.